0: dead people are all on the same level, Charles Starkweather. Hey, true crimers. Welcome to True Crime Burnett, where I'll be talking about a true crime case. I'm your host, Anai. Today, I'll be talking about Charles Starkweather. Let's dive right in. The backstory to Charles is he was born on November 24th, 1938. He had seven siblings and he was the third born. He was born in Lincoln, Nebraska. His parents were Guy and Helen Starkweather. His dad was a carpenter who was often unemployed due to rheumatoid arthritis in his hands. His mom was a waitress to support the family and so charles was born with speech impediment and genu varum if i said that wrong i'm so sorry and then so genu varum was or is bow legs is a condition where one or both of the person's legs curve outward at the knees this creates a wider space than normal between the knees and lower legs when the person Or child stands with their feet and ankles together the knees stay wide apart okay so back to Charles so yeah so because he had the speech impediment and he had and he had Gino Varum he was teased by his classmates Charles excelled in gym where he found an outlet for his rage against those who bullied him he became a bully he felt rage against anyone he disliked. As a young teenager, Charles went from well-behaved to one of the most troubled. His high school friend, Bob Von Bush, I guess that type of thing, I don't know. Anyways, would later recall, quote, he could be the kindest person you've ever seen. He'd do anything for you if he liked you. He was a hell of a lot of fun to be around, too. Everything was just one big joke to him, but he had this other side he could be mean as hell, cruel. If he saw some poor guy on the street who was bigger than he was, better looking or better dressed, he tried to take the poor bastard down to his size. Quote. After watching Rebel Without a Cause, he became obsessed with actor James Dean, who had the lead role, and started dressing like his character and, in- and imitating him. At the age of 16, Charles dropped out of high school. His parents and family were reportedly afraid of him due to his violent outbursts. In 1956, at 18, Charles was introduced to 13. Okay, 13. One, three. Year old, Kirill Ann Fugate, who was friends with Von Bush's girlfriend. Remember Von Bush, his best friend, so the girlfriend of Von Bush, you know. Anyways. Um, they were madly in love with each other. He took a job at a newspaper warehouse as a truck unloader in the same area as Carrill's junior high school. Charles taught her how to drive, and in the process, she crashed his car. His, in quotations, because it wasn't even his. So his dad, the legal owner of said car, paid for the damages and threw Charles out of the house, not willing to put up with Charles' behavior. Charles quit his job and became a garbage collector, using his route to plan bank robberies, but he never actually carried them out. Charles' first murder. Um, he was 19 when he committed his first murder. On November 3rd, 1957, he went to a gas station and tried to buy a stuffed dog for Carril. Robert Colbert... The manager noticed that Charles didn't have enough money and didn't let him buy it on credit and threw him out. At 3 a.m. the next day, he returned with a shotgun. He entered the store twice. The first time, he bought a pack of of cigarettes. The second time, a pack of chewing gum. The third time, he came in dressed with a bandana and had to cover his face and held Robert at gunpoint. After forcing him to open the store safe, and robbing it he forced culvert outside to his own car made him drive to a nearby remote area where they struggled over the gun injuring culvert before charles killed him with several shots later that day he told carrell remember carrell his girlfriend okay about the robbery but never told her that he killed culvert Charles lost his job as a garbage collector and was evicted from his place because he couldn't pay the rent. Charles' murder spree. January 21, 1958, Charles went to Bugate's family's home with a rifle and ammo. Details of that day are sketchy, but the outcome was that Carrill's stepfather, Marion Bartlett, and mother, Valda Bartlett, were both shot to death with the rifle he brought and then. Stra- I. Excuse me. With the rifle he brought and then strangled and stabbed to death their two year old Betty Jean. Their two year old daughter, Betty Jean. Starkweather claimed that Kirill was there the entire time. Obviously when he got caught and, you know, was telling them everything. Anyways. She said that when she got home, Charles met her with a gun and said her family was held hostage. Also, that if she cooperated with him, her family would be safe. Otherwise, they would be killed. After putting up a sign that said that the family had the flu, they spent days living in the house with the bodies still in the house. Caril's grandmother became suspicious and called the police whom arrived on the 27th by which time carill and charles had already left they drove to the farmhouse of 70 year old august Mayer, one of her family's friends who lived in bennett nebraska charles killed him with a shotgun blast to the head and he also killed the dog fleeing the area the pair drove their car into into mud and abandoned the car robert and Robert Jensen and Carol King, two teens, gave them a ride. Charles forced them to drive back to an abandoned storm cellar in Bennett, Nebraska. Charles shot Jensen in the back of the head. He attempted to rape King but was unsuccessful. He became angry with her and fatally shot her, fatally shot her as well. Charles admi- admitted to killing Jensen but claimed that Carol shot King Carill disproved him, saying she stayed in the car the entire time. The two fled Bennett in Jensen's car. They drove to a wealthy section of Lincoln where they entered the home of industrialist C. Lauer Ward and his wife Clara. Charles stabbed the maid Lillian Fenkel to death, then waited for Lauer. Sorry. Laura and clara and clara to come home charles killed the family dog by breaking its neck to keep it from alerting the wards again killing an animal like are you kidding oh my god anyways clara got home first and was stabbed to death charles claimed to have thrown a knife at clara but insisted that carl stabbed, stabbed her multiple times killing her Later that evening, when Lar, Laur arrived home, Charles shot and killed him. Charles and Carroll filled Wards Black 1956 Packard with stolen jewelry from the house and fled Nebraska. The murders of the Wards and Fankel caused an uproar within Lancaster County. A house-to-house search began for the perpetrators. Governor Victor Emmanuel Anderson contacted the Nebraska National Guard and called the lincoln police chief for a block by block search of that city the lincoln police was accused of incompetence for being unable to capture the pair even after several sightings of Starkweather weather and fugate were reported in need of a new car because of wards packard having been identified they came across traveling salesman merle collision collision i don't know i'm just gonna go with collision okay don't judge with Merle Collision sleeping in his Buick along the highway outside Douglas, Wyoming. After Collision woke up, he was fatally shot. Later, Charles accused Carrill of performing a coupe de grace after his shotgun jammed. And now we pause for a little word definition. So coup de grace or coupe de grace, coupe de gras? I'm sorry, I still at pronouncing stuff anyways is a final blow or shot given to kill a wounded person or animal okay so now we get back to the story as well as claiming that carrill was the quote most trigger happy person end quote he had ever met carrill denied ever killing anyone the buick had a the buick had a parking brake which was something new to charles the car stalled because the brake hadn't been released while Charles drove, he tried to restart the engine and a passing motorist, Joe Sprinkle, stopped to help. Charles threatened him with a rifle and an altercation began. Nat- Natrona County Sheriff's Deputy William Romer arrived at the scene. curl ran to him yelling something along the lines of, quote, It's stark weather. He's going to kill me, end quote. Charles drove off on the Packard, causing a car chase with three officers exceeding speeds of 100 miles per hour. A bullet fired by Sheriff Earl Heflin shattered the windshield and flying glass cut Charles deep enough to make him bleed. On January 29, 1958, near Douglas, Nebraska is when and where Charles stopped, surrendered, and was captured. Earl Helfin Heflin, sorry, said, quote, he thought he was bleeding to death. That's why he stopped. That's the kind of yellow son of a bitch he is, end quote. And then a pause for a word definition. Yellow um, means or cowardice is a trait where an excessive fear prevents an, ind- an individual from taking a risk or facing danger. Now back to the story his trial and execution. Charles chose to be extradited from Wyoming to Nebraska. In late January of 1958, Charles and Carell arrived to Nebraska. He believed that either state would have executed him. However, he wasn't aware that Millward Simpson, Wyoming's governor at the time, opposed the death penalty. At first, Charles said that he kidnapped Carell and that she had nothing to do with the murders. Later, he changed his story multiple times. He testified against Carell at her trial, claiming that she was a willing participant. Carell stuck with her story that Charles held her hostage by threatening to kill her family, claiming she was unaware they were already dead. Judge Harry A. Spencer didn't believe that Carell was held hostage by Charles as seeing that she had multiple opportunities to escape. After his trial, Charles was taken to the Nebraska Penitentiary where he said if he was to be executed then so should Carell, the audacity of men. Anyways, the only murder Charles was tried for was Jensen's and was convicted and was convicted. On May 23, 1958, he was sentenced to death. A year later, on June 25, 1959, Charles was executed in the electric chair at the Nebraska State Penitentiary in Lincoln, Nebraska, at 12.04 a.m. Charles didn't have any last words, but in a letter from prison to his parents, he wrote, quote, but dad, I'm not real sorry for what I did because for the first time me and Kirill have more fun, end quote. He was reportedly unconcerned about his impending death and had resigned to his fate. Following the execution, Charles was buried in w- Wika, Yuka Wika again, bad at words, cemetery in Lincoln as are five of quote-unquote his Victims, including the wards. Kirill was convicted as an accomplice. Kirill's life sentence was commuted, and she spent 17 years at the Nebraska Correctional Center for Women in York, Nebraska, before being released for good behavior. And another little short pause for a word definition. Commuted reduced a, to reduce a judicial sentence back to the story she was last known to live in hillside michigan in 2007 she married a man named frederick clare in 2013 they were in a car accident together when their s suv went off the road carrell survived with serious injuries but clare died modus operandi mode of operation starkweather and fugate killed most of quote unquote there victims by shooting them with a .22 rifle, a 12-gauge shotgun, a handgun, or by stabbing them. Betty Jean Bartlett, Kirill's half-sister, was strangled. After killing, again, the quote-unquote, their victims, the pair had the habit of stealing their cars and used them to continue traveling. Lastly, um, Starkweather and Fugate's known victims. So December 1st 1957 in Lincoln Nebraska we have Robert George or Bobby Colbert 21 killed by Charles alone shot once in each leg and once in the head with a shotgun. Then we move on to the 1958 killing spree on January 21st in Lincoln Nebraska Fugate's family all killed in the attack at her home at her family's home. Marion Barlett 57. Carell's stepfather, shot in the head with the, with a .22 rifle. Valda Barlett, 36, Carell's mother, shot in the face and hit, with the same rifle. Betty Jean Barlett, two, Carell's half sister, stabbed and strangled. January 27th, Bennett, Nebraska. August Mayer, 72, shot with a shotgun. And the dog was also killed Robert Jensen and Kirill King Robert Jensen 17 shot six times in the head with a handgun and they stole his car then Carol King 16 shot once in the head then stabbed in the abdomen and pubic area remember she was the one that he tried to rape but he wasn't successful and that's why he killed her and thus stabbing her in her pubic area January 28th in Lincoln, Nebraska, the attack on the on the Ward household. Clara and Ch- oh, Chester, that's his name. Remember it was C, Laura Ward, The he stands for Chester. Anyways, uh, Clara Ward, 46, stabbed repeatedly in the neck and chest. Chester Ward, 47, he was shot. Ludmilla, or Lillian, Fenkel, 51, Ward's maid stabbed to death. And lastly, Douglas, Wyoming, Merle, Merle Delore Collision, 37, shot and stole his car. And then Joe Sprinkle, he was threatened with a rifle. And that concludes today's awful story of Charles Starkweather. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments on today's story, let me know by DMing me on the podcast Instagram page at True Crime Brunette, as well as any case suggestions. And while you're there, don't forget to follow the page. Join me every Thursday for a new episode and have a great day. Bye!